Hello and welcome to the So It Goes podcast with me, Dylan. And me, Rob. And today we will be speaking to Oscar from the New Zealand-based band Soaked Oats. Yeah, so we asked them about things such as how they're inspired to do the work, what got them into music, and also questions I would say to do with lockdown, but it's a New Zealand band. So as you will find out, things have been vastly different to some of the other musicians Mm. in lockdown. Yeah, man. So uh, let's welcome Soaked Oats to So It Goes. First thing we should say is, are you in, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, is it Dunedin? Ah, uh, Dunedin. Uh, Dunedin, yeah. So that's no, got... I'm not. Oh, you're not. <laughs> oh, well, the, inter- the internet has lied to me. Where are you? T- well, no, you're probably right, dude. We The, the band said that um, we just would answer that question saying that, the, that we're all from Dunedin because that's where the band uh, formed. But uh, half of us were born in Christchurch, which is five hours north of Dunedin, on the east coast of New Zealand. Hmm. Um, and then, no, three of us were born here. And then Henry, who's the guitarist, was born in a little town called Waimatia, which is just north of Dunedin. Hmm. But yeah, we came together in Dunedin. But yeah, no, I live here in Christchurch. Yeah, Dunedin. I think Dunedin was, it's like a, I think it's like Gaelic for Edinburgh, or it's like, but it's based on Edinburgh. It was like settled by Scots and they just wanted to build another Edinburgh. Now, my question may be a little affected because I was going to ask you how's Dunedin affected your music, maybe because it's got quite a rich musical history, but maybe how yeah. has Christchurch affected your music and made you get that sound? Yeah, Dunedin, yeah, man. I think New, I think New Zealand or Aotearoa, it's like, uh, I think just this country... The country as a whole maybe affects the music I make. I don't know if I, I don't know if I, yeah, I don't know if I could narrow it down to a city's um, effect on 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 me. But this country as a whole, I'm sure you, if you if you guys have come here, you'll notice it. But like, I didn't have a whole lot of uh, angst growing up, and I had a pretty. If you're lucky enough to kind of come from a family that enjoys getting out in the open and like, you know exploring the country it's like this country is just so rife with insanely beautiful scenery where you'll just see no one for for either so my 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 dad's family's from the west coast of of the south island and over there it's just like rugged beautiful kind of recluse like it's a it's a really particular landscape um and i used to go there so much as a kid and i feel like all these different experiences of just being from New Zealand, it's like, it leads you to be, it's led to me being uh, like maybe quite a calm person. And so I think that's what I try to pursue ultimately in, in, in the music that I make is like always pointing towards some sense of calm or like clarity. Like, I, you know, I listen to, I grew up on like 90s hip hop, like very chill um, stuff. I never had like a Nirvana punk angst stage i was just like a i just enjoyed for the most part pretty calm <laughs> like <laughs> philosophical uh hip-hop yeah christchurch like 
you talk to my dad about Christchurch and he remembers it being like a really in the in the kind of maybe in the era that you're referring to with Dunedin's rich history. It was also in Christchurch as well, but there was just like a lot of angst and a lot of like, you know, kind of social. It's quite a straight place. And I imagine that was even more straight in the 70s. And so there was, there was just a lot of angst and uprising and like like a lot of tension. And so the music then was like, you can hear it. It was just like heavy guitar, loud as hell, and people just like cursing their parents essentially. But I didn't, I, I, I've never, I really... I really love my folks, you know, like I've never, I've never had the, oh, yeah. that kind of attitude. All right, cool. It's, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Cause it's like, it's like, I think yeah, England's such a different, such a different beast. And like, I listen yeah, to like, I listen to bands like I've been really enjoying, uh, uh, we met idols when they came into it through New Zealand. We just kind of happened oh, upon cool. meeting them and had a nice conversation with them. And you can just hear the difference in like their experience. Mm. Like, Joe's life experience of just such a it's so radically different and so radically different a place to come up in and deal with even the big city thing maybe if I was born in Auckland um there'd be a bit more angst or something but I don't know mm. yeah would you say then that you're like would you ever have a political outlook on your music is it more like es- escapism and more like no definitely escapism? definitely no for sure but but anything that I think I would always hope on like, uh, like calm resolve. If there ever was a political message, I always want it to be calm, you know, and like ease and kind of like, we're working on an album at the moment and there's definitely songs where I'm like, fuck this thing. But ultimately I want it to resolve in like something gentle. Yeah. Mm. So it's never the ultimate message for me is never like the systems, the systems fucked and, like we need to revolt against it. It's more like, yeah, just go easy. See, now you came up with a really interesting question because you'd said how like you listen to some musicians from the UK and they've got like a mm. completely different outlook. Mm. And the UK looking at New Zealand with COVID-19 is again, it kind of feels like we've asked musicians from here and they've said something or from America and they've said like, oh, lockdown's done this. So what's lockdown done from someone in New Zealand who, as a country, has been painted as doing quite well in this COVID outbreak? Yeah. So you're asking, like, when you were musicians, they were saying, like, lockdown had this effect on me in this yeah, country. Yeah. More like, if so, like, lots of people have been saying, like, when the COVID outbreak happened, it, they were able to have this big, like, creative like impulse and it helped him mm. form songs or ideas yeah. which we can mm. carry on and i think it's more like people were saying it in the uk but... uh, well we've interviewed people from like all over the yeah world. we're trying to make it global and like yeah. spread the message around the world we've done a us and we've got iceland coming up and uh estonia yeah. so we're just trying to spread the message mm. cool. they've all said a very similar theme of like even with such a horrible thing they've they've had mm. this cultural reset so yeah. i think has that ever happened to you joy michelle yeah that's cool that it that it's happened in those places where it, where the kind of narrative seems that it's way more hectic mm. than than what it is here um yeah you feel funny i feel funny talking about it because i had a lot of friends who who had to keep like doctors and mm. 
stuff who had who who, who worked on through and it was just like business is normal for them and i feel like this is that was like the divide of the divide of lockdown was you either were forced by your governing body to do fucking nothing and that was that was you doing that was you serving your mm. community or you were you know required to like kind of nobly go and work in whatever capacity it was whether you were a nurse a doctor or a, you know working at your supermarket or and so I, when I talked to my friends who were working they were just like nothing changed for me but for me I was with my my partner and we were at my uh we locked down at my parents place and it was me my partner and my dad yeah we 2020 for the for the band was was intended as a year for us to make our fit make our debut album and we had like we had a tour booked in australia but that was about it and i had a lot of friends bands who were had tours booked in america and we were like going to play south by southwest for the first mm. time and all the stuff and they booked tickets and they lost a bunch of money and so we were really lucky in that capacity and that this year was dedicated f- toward creation. So when the lockdown happened, for me, it just gave me like so much breathing room. Lockdown just gave me the freedom and capacity to like start practicing stuff with discipline, like self-help stuff with discipline, you know. So I started exercising daily and I started meditating and I started like doing all the stuff I otherwise would have would have uh, just like put off in the, in the pursuit of trying to make a song or like trying to get shit done Mm. like yeah it was it was truly like you've got all the time in the world now and your prime minister is telling you that to do nothing so it's like yeah do what you want so yeah i just just baked bread and meditated and hung out with her and yeah hi um so you mentioned your album which is coming out not coming out anytime soon i'm still we're still working on it but yeah oh right how's it going man Good man. Yeah. I'm so yeah, that's kind of my my mahi, my work at the moment is um finishing the words off. So I'm just kinda of like holed up in this I've got a little recording slash writing set up in this flat. And I just uh I've been trying my best to be like a disciplined writer for the last couple of months whilst working a little bit to pay rent and yeah, but it's not easy. So I've been just slamming my head into a typewriter and seeing what comes out and then having moments of breakthrough and mm. but yeah so we just we just I'm just finishing the words we've kind of been doing little sessions of recording up in Auckland it'll probably be out halfway through next year I'd say have we got a name for an album for the album yet or not we do yeah I'm 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 hesitant to say it though you don't have to say it because sometimes things like that can seem a bit weird out of context but <laughs> it's completely um, up to you don't feel pressured or anything no, no, no. There's a, I, no, all will be revealed. It's a pretty, it's a, it's a very self-referential album. Yeah, it's a concept album. Oh, cool. If you scroll through our Instagram, mm. it'll probably become quite obvious. Mm. Like the whole thing with like sort of music, I find the songwriting process really interesting, especially when you talk to other artists. How would you, if you had to write a song, start one now how would you write it would it be based off emotion or man I, I i don't really have a recipe in terms of the band i don't i'm not always the songwriter we all we all oh. write we all write songs but i'm i'm, I'm always the i always so far write the words hmm. uh yeah i guess it depends how you what you view songs as man I, like i i've always viewed songs and it could be given like my dad 
was like a he's like a poet and um he, you know he would never claim it himself but he's a really good writer oh wow um and my brother is a good writer and they both instilled in me like a and my mum's like a speech language therapist so there's a lot of um we talk we you know the word is like a very important part to me and i've always viewed songs as like a marriage of poetry and music so mm. i take the word very seriously and i i think it's like uh this album process has been like mining in terms of the lyri- the lyrics or like mm. like an archaeological dig or something because every song i feel like has when it, when when i start writing the words to a song i feel like there is the one true f- form or the one true way that the song should be and it, and that's both musically and lyrically but it's like once you've had the the initial like genesis and that great sensation of like creation then begin then for me begins like the the torturous work of just like lightly brushing out this the skeleton of this thing like being really delicate and constantly going back over and over it until at least lyrically i feel like yes that's like that is it's true Mm. it's final uh evolution or whatever you know what i mean like it's final form so uh where would you say you draw like influences from in your work like you yeah. mentioned your father a bit would you say like he's influenced your creative processing yeah, i think uh you know i remember go- i remember going to him when i was like 17 and being like i'm gonna be a writer trying to impress him you know because i was like this this would make him so stoked because <laughs> um and his reply was there's no money in words bro and i was like okay thanks <laughs> Thank <you>. savage <laughs> yeah but it was good because as soon as he said that i was just like cool i'm gonna like i'm definitely gonna do that now because yeah it was i don't know some aspect of rebellion or something but i think those mm-hmm. were the words of encouragement that i needed and so he he uh he instilled in me like the the pursuit of the word, you know, because even, even if we're emailing, he is so like, he's very prophetic and he's very like considerate of his words. Um, but he's the first to say that he's not a, he's not a wordsmith or like a poet or anything, but he's, he definitely is. And so that was, he was, uh, I, I would attribute him to being like, yeah, the kind of genesis for me wanting to, to be curious about, the written word and then mm. musical influences it started with hip-hop my brother my brother was my um musical filter when i was a youngin and when i was a teenager like all music i pretty much got fed was through him and his friends who i idolized you know and they listened to mm. all sorts of hip-hop 90s hip-hop early 2000s and then when i started to break away from that and kind of develop my own taste it just went into like folk music and blues music and and then like you know when i started finding out that hip-hop used samples and i would go hear the original versions of like soul you know early motown like tracks mm-hmm. the r&b tracks and just had my mind blown and then i'd hear blues songs and then and then yeah i, th- I guess i eventually heard bob dylan and it was like okay that's who i that's my shit bob dylan leonard cohen Gil Scott, Huron, they've all been quite particular forces on on the making of this album. Yeah, 
some weird blend of like folk and folk writing and then like hip hop sensibilities or something. Do you guys listen to JPEG Mafia? I've been like what, looking into him a lot recently. Can't say I have. Who's he called? He's, a, he's this American dude. He produces and writes all of his own stuff and he's just a really eccentric dude and his music very much feels like it's just all over the show and it feels like the millennial mind or something like it's just a cluster and it's very it speaks very much to maybe like the thing that I didn't have with my upbringing you know like it's just like American Mm. like clusterfuck of like (laughs) music (laughs) but it's really interesting and he's got really interesting takes like Jeff Tweedy Wilco is like an idol of his Mm. and he makes this insane like I don't I don't really know what to call his music, but he's like an MC, you know, he's like a rapper. Um, but he's got all these songs saying like rock and roll is dead and like and I you know, I re- I really hate I really kind of despise like the sentiment for rock and roll in a lot of like older older cats, you know. Like we yeah. tend to meet a lot of older older musos in this doing what we're doing now and they're very nostalgic for like Dunedin old Dunedin music and like the rock and roll lifestyle and i'm just like man i don't give a fuck like i've never given a fuck about Mm. rock and roll or like the yeah yeah because i think like with um like as soon as you said that the band that i immediately thought of was sex pistols and i thought at first they were like rage like you know like rage against society and then you look at them now and you're going you're the exact thing that you were fighting against when you became famous were you just fighting because you were broke or did you actually believe in the cause? Uh, whereas I feel like with rap, to a certain extent, although some rock stars have kept sort of true to the word, but like with rap, it tends to be so much a reflection of their childhood that they had or the life that they've grown mm. up with. You can go, they could spit bars about something really political and you can think, Jesus Christ, like that's really informative. Like. One of the bands we previously interviewed, the Black Creatures, did a rap on how the sort of the judicial system in the US could be really harsh towards sort of minorities and black people. Insane, and yeah. Again, it's you listen to it and you go, that's actually a well-structured argument and the song sounds mm. really cool as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, all the hip, like, yeah, all the hippies of like the 70s now have like home loans and mortgages and like, you know, yeah, it's like, it's kind of scary when you look around and you see maybe like how conservative the um, bohemians of yesteryear like become. Like, yeah, mm. I worry that I, you know, if that's a, if that's just a like a high chance for <laughs> for anyone who like I don't know, they just you just get molded back into the thing. <laughs> It could be, because, like, with culture, like, uh, with the, they noticed when they've done experiments with chimps, teaching them to do sort of... It was like they'd have to pick locks, and they'd, some of them would use sticks, and others would try and pick at it with their hands. And they found that the way that they originally learned it first was that was it. They were stuck on that path. So maybe right. sort of... Maybe mm. it's sort of if you get entrenched in a mindset. Mm. Like, if... A, Kind of like if you only listen to sort of like classical music, you might go, I'm not listening to that pop. Whereas if you listen to a bit of everything, it might make it harder for you to get stuck on one sort of mindset. For sure. 
yeah, you can't really escape your origins. And I agree. I definitely, you can tell when people, I think it's quite obvious when artists or musicians are like rebelling and people in general, you can tell when people are rebelling for the sake of rebellion and not for any real genuine cause. That to me is like really apparent in music. You can see when it's like, it's not grounded in like um, belief or something more like, you know, genuine, when it doesn't come from a genuine place. Mm. Uh, so maybe that's what you're kind of talking about with the Sex Pistols and stuff. I don't know. They're, yeah. I haven't listened to a lot of Sex Pistols, to be honest. So if you could listen to like one album for the rest of your life, what would that be? Yeah. Shit. I've never been good at this, eh? I feel like this is always the question that I choke on and then regret the answer that I say or something. <laughs> this has been um, the question which has broken people. Yeah, we've only had one person who sort of, like, with superhuman reflexes went straight away knew the exact album. The rest of the people have just yeah. froze. Yeah. I mean, it's a good question to think about. I just, and I'm always, whenever I get asked this question, I'm like, man, next time just, like, think of an answer that you just can just throw out you know what i mean hmm. but i i fucking i never do what have we been smashing what have we been smashing recently pete Some. what would be the album oh. probably um bringing it all back home by bob dylan that's a classic that's yeah. oh, a great album yeah what was yours pete I yeah the song yeah you know you guys know michael hurley I've heard of him, yeah. Mm. Yeah, he's got a song called I Paint a Design that Paige and I have just been absolutely smashing recently. Michael Hurley, I, I Paint a Design, very good song. That's cool. But yeah, probably bringing it all back home. I think that's like, that's got uh, all my favourite Dylan, Dylan tunes on it. Paige really likes Blonde on Blonde, also a great record. Um, Yeah, that's hard though, dude. So like then dream collaborations like Yo. living or dead just like and it doesn't have to be one person it can be a number of people but like who would you yeah. really want to i've been thinking about bowie a lot recently and like you know bowie and Eno, just how insanely fun like all their shit sounded and like especially when bowie went to berlin with iggy pop and made all, like that berlin trilogy of albums and you get involved in this like you if you if you succeed in being a musician or like an artist, you've got, you if you're inevitably going to become a caricature of something. You know what I mean? Mm. Like there's just no way. Of, I don't think there's any way of escaping like becoming a persona. However much you however much you try and avoid it, and even if you try and avoid becoming a persona, it seems your persona then becomes like the reclusive thing or something. Mm. And so Bowie, I just feel like. Or anyone who just like decides to like manufacture their personas consciously, I think maybe that's the best response you can do to like the chance that you're going to become a caricature of some theme or something. You know what I mean? Like, mm. it's hard to escape. People love to just like the pigeonholing thing. You know what I mean? As much as you might resent it, it's kind of it's bound to happen. You're bound to be categorized. Yeah, Bowie would be sick. Just to hear, it's more just like talking with people about music like it's such a trip doing it like actually doing doing something that you know i didn't start making songs until i was um uh like 20 21 or something i didn't start learning guitar until i was finishing university like wondering what i was going to be doing with my creative writing degree and just being like god i'm gonna try and write songs <laughs> you know 
Um, and so the experience for me up until that point, I just, I just held musicians as like from another universe and like, you know, otherworldly, like truly people on stage were just this, they were otherworldly, you know, like it's, mm. it is a thing up until you've worked in an industry. I remember I compare it to like when I first worked in a bar and when I used to go get taken to a bar with my parents as a kid and we'd walk in and like people would start drinking and then the whole atmosphere would change. And it was like magic, you know, like all of a sudden people would just change and be jolly and happy and singing. And like this, this thing would happen. I'm like, what? I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then, you know, and then I worked behind a bar and I started like cleaning the urinals and like cleaning up the mess after the people. And you start to see like the, the industry behind the magic. So maybe a similar thing kind of happens with when you start performing. It's just it's such when you, when you peek behind the like peek within the, into the kind of magic hat magician's hat, it's like, well, there's a lot of shit, unexpected shit that you just wouldn't think of existing. And I'm sure you're the same Dylan, when you start working in the music industry, it's like, wow, the mechanics behind this thing that I previously thought was magic is like, it's interesting. Mm. Um, so I really enjoy talking with like, in terms of collaborating, I, I just really get down with people when, when we talk about just the trip that mm. being in the music world is. I had this vision. I think I had a dream the other day, other day of working with Devendra Banhart. I don't know if you know him. He's an American kind of like. I've heard of a name. Yeah, he's a very eclectic, amazing songwriter. Love to work with him. We've, we've met a, we've, on this album, we started working with a guy who mixed our last EP, Tom Healy. And, mm. um, he came down to record the whole album and like kind of play the producer role. And it was very significant for, for me. And I feel like everyone else, but it's like, oh, we've now found the person we've, we've found like the producer who we work well with mm. and who kind of understands maybe more than what we can articulate what we're actually trying to do. So it's, mm. he's a dream collaborator. Like we're very lucky to be working with him. So then the, Next question we've been asking everyone, but I don't think this will apply as much to you, is like okay. during lockdown, what was like the one thing what got you through it? Uh, like discipline, eh? <laughs> yeah, I started meditating every morning and then uh, running every second day. And I was also painting my parents' house mm. uh, over that time. So I, I had like some work to do as well, which was nice. And Paige, my partner, she's a clothing maker. So she had like her own projects to do. And, you know, I was like writing oh, songs wow. and just, yeah, a bit of discipline, bro. Mm. Oh, no, it's cool. Man. Yeah, it was an excuse to be disciplined for the first time. Like, it, I, I feel like it's easier for me to find excuses now uh, not to just do something in earnest and be like, you know, I'll just do something half ass and be like, I've got to go do this other thing or like try and fucking just do 20 things at once. Mm. Whereas then it was like, you've got there's nothing you need to do. So just do this thing with discipline. In. Mm. And that's why, I, yeah, meditation helped that because it's like, all that is, is just watching your mind be a fucking lunatic and then trying to like focus it. Um, so helped. Yeah. That's cool. So I think all those left to say now is thank you very much for talking to us and no worries it's been an honor mate it's been yeah it's been really interested yeah it's been great cool good on you guys thanks for, thanks for reaching out eh? really big fans of the band so hmm. oh thanks man had a good luck with the insect studies oh thank Rob. you <laughs>
All the best, bro. Thank you to Oscar from Soaked Out for coming on the podcast. They have new music coming out very soon, so be sure to check them out. As with all of our artists, their socials will be linked in the bio below. Remember to subscribe to the podcast to never miss an episode. And look for So It Goes podcast on Spotify and Amazon Music. To play us out, we have the lovely sounds of Socrates. Yeah.